So everybody, happy new year. <laughs> but honestly, I don't feel all that happy. Uh, here we are, the first Sunday of Advent, and this is the first day of the Christian calendar. So technically, it's happy new year. But in the depth of my soul, and I'm guessing the souls of many, there isn't a lot of celebratory feel or frankly, any real excitement. This is the beginning of Advent, the beginning of this season of waiting, waiting for Christ's birth, waiting to celebrate God, breaking into the world to be with us in our suffering. And that suffering right now weighs heavy. Waiting to celebrate God, breaking into this world to be with us in our pain. And so many of us in a lot of pain now, breaking in to save us. I think that's where I am and where a lot of us are, just waiting to be saved. We're crying out like the psalmist in that refrain we sang over and over again. Restore us, O God of hosts. Show us the light of your countenance, and we shall be saved. Oh, yes, Lord. Restore us. And wow, we are our whole nation is in such a nitty-gritty space of waiting. We're waiting for the vaccine. We're waiting for the electoral college's vote. We're waiting for a new president. And we're waiting for a bigger change, a fundamental change to our society as a whole to eradicate white supremacy, eradicate the patriarchy, eradicate poverty, inequity, and justice. We're waiting for the world to conform to God's truth and love, not to be, to be beholden to lies and hatred and oppression. So when we sing restore us, in my heart, I feel that need to be restored. And it's interesting, it's a plea, but it's also a demand that's born of the suffering. I think just day to day right now, I'm not sure anyone's gonna find it easy to follow this new safer at home order in our county that kicks in tomorrow. No gathering at all with anyone outside your household. Like seriously, till December 20th? Don't go out unless you absolutely have to. That means don't have Christmas parties. Don't invite friends over to bake cookies or decorate our trees. Don't go out and serve meals to the hungry. Don't visit the ill or the home homebound. Don't, don't, don't. It's just wait. Just be alert. Be alert to our safety. Alert to the safety of loved ones. I really does not feel like a happy new year. The reporter Peggy Wehrmeyer said, I feel as if I'm living in the cursed kingdom of Narnia in C.S. Lewis's children's fantasy, The Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe, because in Nar Narnia, it's always winter and never Christmas. But you probably didn't tune into church this morning to hear me whine. But my whining, our whining, and the collective groaning of the world is actually where the Christian New Year starts. And that's why our season of waiting for Christmas doesn't start with a scripture reading of the beautiful Annunciation where the angel Gabriel comes down to Mary and she says yes, this bold yes, to bear the Christ child. 
Instead, Advent begins with this passage from Mark that's called the Little Apocalypse. It's a description of the end of times and the second coming. Now, apocalypse in the contemporary English is synonymous with destruction. But the real meaning in scripture, the real meaning in Greek, which is the language the New Testament was written in, the real meaning of apocalypse is to uncover, to reveal, to disclose, to lay bare. So we're called to think of the apocalypse in these scriptural terms. What we're really talking about is this cosmic culmination when every evil, injustice, and suffering is laid bare and destroyed. So scripturally, the apocalypse is when God's fullness and glory and overwhelmingly powerful love breaks in once and for all, fully revealed, fully disclosed, and here to set all things right. Now, I don't know if I've ever found an apocalyptic text as hopeful as I actually find this one today. So our Christian New Year starts with us waiting for Jesus, waiting to celebrate the God, celebrate with God, breaking into this world in, in human form. And that's something we do every year. But Advent is also paired, this beginning of Advent, with this huge waiting for this, this waiting for a cosmic once and for all second coming when everything comes into total union with God. <laughs> That's a pretty holy mashup. Hope for the particularity of right now and hope on this cosmic scale, a cosmic revelation of the wholeness that's where we're going. It is, as the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King described, the moral arc of the universe. And that arc is law. And it bends towards divine justice, towards total restoration. And the best description I found was one recently, a scriptural, the description of the scriptural promise and depiction of the ends of times is by uh, Reverend Dr. Martha Simmons, and she describes it as the time where the sweet by and by meets the nasty here and now. <laughs> that sweet by and by and the nasty here and now. And as much as I love Christmas, love Jesus, love the presence of Christ among us, I need this cosmic vision. It awakens a deeper level of hope in me, a hope beyond hope, a hope that is so, so much bigger than the nasty here and now, bigger than any suffering of the present time. And when that hope is awakened, that hope yokes us to God. It yokes us to this beautiful moral arc of the universe. Our hope lies both in Jesus and Jesus's presence now and in Jesus's promise that the Son of Man will come in clouds with great power and glory. So, what do we do now? 
Keep alert, says Jesus. Keep awake. Awake to hope. The hope in Christ coming into the world to be with us and the ultimate hope, the ultimate promise that the revelation of God's power and glory will restore all things. And we are waiting for both. And waiting doesn't necessarily mean anxiety. Waiting and being awake to hope invites stillness. It invites being alert in the moment. Now, usually in Advent, Reverend Nate, my sermons include pleas to slow down, find moments of stillness, separate from the chaos of the season. And perhaps there's a bit of a gift in the safer-at-home lockdown. We have an imposed stripping away of the pre-Christmas frenzy and attachment to all that we usually do and around Christmas. The pandemic's terrible resurgence is forcing what writer-director Julio Vincent Gambuto calls the great pause. It's a time to see ourselves and our country in the plainest of views. This is a time to see the contrast of what is with what God intends. It's a time of still to be still with God, to acknowledge where we need God both individually and as a greater whole. There's hope inside our restlessness because our restlessness is for a new heaven and earth is for wholeness, for love, for restoration, for justice. And we know celebrations are coming. We are going to get a vaccine. We know the vaccines work. Hallelujah. And we will have some restoration of truth in government. But neither of those things will bring bring about an ultimate new heaven and earth. The systematic problems around poverty, health care, racism, immigration, LGBTQ plus rights, all of that will still persist. And that's the space where God calls us to awaken to these places where we need Christ, where the world needs restoration and wholeness. So let us be alert, be awake, to ways we can do the work of God, ways we may be called to do the work of God. That helps make way for the coming of Christ. That helps make way for us to walk the way of Christ more deeply, more intently, while we also wait for the coming of the new heaven and earth. So yes, we cry, restore us, O God of hosts, Show us the light of your countenance, and we shall be saved. So yeah, we shall be restored. We shall be saved. That's what I'm clinging to. And with that, I wish you a very happy new year and a blessed Advent. Amen.